Hey everyone, this is Kevin. This episode is a conversation that I had with my friend Yezong Lee, known to some as Ryan or Brian, on May 10th, 2018, which is a few months before he was set to head off to med school. Please note that one person's name has been censored with bongo drums. I'm with Yezong. The date today is May 10th, 2018. You just got into med school, or at least you confirmed like your med school, right? So you just confirmed it, and you're just meeting with people the last couple of days. So, like, who have you been meeting with the last couple of days before you head off? I mean, you're going to go to Korea in June until the end of July, right? But before you go, like, who are the couple of folks in New York that are still around that you're going to try to meet up with? You know, you're meeting with me today. Who else have you met, or who else are you, like, trying to meet the next couple of days? So, yeah, so I'm trying to... So I'm going to try to spend some more time with my work friends. So like um, I'm finishing my work on June 1st. So I'm going to meet my friends. Actually, tomorrow I'm going to meet with my work friends and go out and like, have some drinks and just, you know, hang out with them. Um, also, I'm planning to meet my close college friends and Dahan um, again. Actually, it's Dahan's uh, birthday next week, so... We're just going to meet and maybe go to like a barbecue place in Astoria because that's where Dan lives. But it's to be decided. So we're still figuring out where to meet. Um, hey, what kind of barbecue places in, in Astoria? Like there's no Korean like barbecue place, right? Like your last place is not even going to be a Korean barbecue place. Yeah, so it's not a it's not a Korean barbecue place. It's it's like so this is so Dan is trying to bring us to this place because it's you know nearby his house, and it's his birthday. So I mean like, might as well do something that he likes, right? Um, I don't know what kind of barbecue place it exactly is. It's more like an American bar slash barbecue kind of stuff. It probably has burgers. Like I don't think they have steaks, but I don't know. Wait, what's it called? actually don't know the name of the place. <laughs> Who, who's going to be present then? Like, does he have a lot of friends in the city too? I know his girlfriend. I saw his girlfriend at the office one time. Who else is going to be there? Yeah, so his girlfriend is going to be there, I think. And that's... So we were thinking maybe we will bring our... Like, I will try to ask my girlfriend to see if she can come too. I don't think she can come because she's pretty busy right now. She's um, preparing for like masters for Juilliard, so she's gonna be senior in Juilliard um, this coming fall, right? So right now she's applying for a master's program, and I don't. So I don't think she can come. We'll see. And is single right now, so his goal is to make a new girlfriend <laughs> within the week so that he can come. He can bring his girlfriend there. But I don't think it's gonna happen. Wait, so has he been seeing a lot of? Has he been seeing people recently? Like, how is he meeting folks? Yeah, so he's using mainly the you know the dating apps, right? The coffee meets bagel, and he he's actually going on a date tomorrow too. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe he's gonna bring plus one to the barbecue place. Wait, what kind of girl is it? Like, who is he looking for on this app? So I only saw her pictures. <laughs> I didn't even see her. F- I mean, like, she only had one picture, so I don't even know what she's like. But like, I mean, we'll see. I'll I'll find out soon enough, right? He's gonna see her tomorrow, so I'm gonna find out. And 
We'll see. I mean, she she was she looked pretty cool. She looked pretty. It's just one picture, so I can't really t- say, but she looked fine. That feels a little unsteady. To, if there's one picture, I know. I don't know. <laughs> What, yeah, what, one picture is like a dangerous, like, it's because, like, to show more would be even more dangerous. So he's using CMB. What else is he using? Like, does he tell you a lot about this stuff? Yeah, of course. He tells me about most of the, you know, the dating stuff, and I know a lot of stories, but maybe we can invite him to do another podcast with us, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think he was using a Korean dating app, too. It's called Chongwei Date. But, like, he stopped using it because they're, I mean, it was, like, the girls in there are kind of, like, I don't know how to say. Um, they didn't seem like they are looking for serious relationships. If it makes sense. Yeah. Well, other people listening might be interested. What What is this called? This is called Jongwe Date. So, it's, like, it's designed for like only Korean people it's like it's all in Korean so I think it's more for Korean people or people at least people who speak Korean you, know, you don't have to be Korean to do it um yeah yo when you do this like you'll see oh, most of Koreans who are like single around New York area I'm not even kidding like I've I've seen some kids that I met in Cornell like you know like our friends in Cornell and, Wait, on so you looked on his app, right? And you saw people from Cornell that you knew. Yeah. Is this the most popular one? I've heard of like I saw like I was watching a video on YouTube yesterday or the other day. There's an app called Glam as well. Have you heard of that? Glam? I don't think so. Is that like a Asian dating app too or it's a it's a Korean one. But I guess Tongwe Date is the is like the popular one right now. Like how did he even hear about it? Do you know? So I don't know how he heard about it, but I think it's basically like if you type in maybe dating app in Korean in Google, if you Googled it, then it would probably come out. I think that's how he found out about it. Yeah. So is the way it works like CMB, like you get matches each day and you just pick between them and like it's basically like every day you'll get X amount of people and you can freely pick? Like, do you know how it works? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically like every day you get some like random cards so these cards are like basically like a simple profile of a of you know like people that that might be interested in you so you get like random cards too and they say like this person is interested in you but then the profile and the the profile is all like blocked you have to use money to like open it up and see the profile you can only see the picture of a person who said like well, actually, you can't even see the picture. It it has like a question mark on it, so it's like a, you get a random card, but you you don't even see a picture. You don't see anything, so you have to pay money, like pay something called candies, which you can buy with like real money, right? So that so that you can open up the card and see what they look like and what they what do they do and like you know their profiles. Wait, so a what is the incentive to even open the card if you can't see the picture? And like b, are people actually using and like paying to open these cards? Yeah, so the incentive is basically like they let you know that these people are like interested in you. So for example, they so these cards are cards of people who rated you high. So daily you get like two cards, 
And then from there, so there's like a bunch of different things that they do, right? One of them is they send you like two cards and then you have to choose one that you like better. So when you choose one that you like better, right? Then your card is sent to that person that you chose. See, does that make sense? So from the two cards that you get, right? For example, if you're a guy looking for a girl, then you get like a two girls card. And here you can see their picture. Pictures only, not profile. But then when you choose one person, so one card that you like better, then that person is notified of, a, of, a, of the fact that you chose them. But they don't know who you are. Like they're, they're notified because they, are, they receive like a random card saying that somebody chose you over the other person. But it's like a, it has a question mark on it. So you can't even see who, who it is. Wait, so are, are people actually paying to see the cards? Like, does actually pay to see the cards? And how expensive is it? Yeah, so people do pay to see the cards, right? Like, because you want to see who's interested in you, I guess. That's, the, that's how they get you to pay money. Because, you know, they let you know so, someone might be potentially interested in you. But then they don't show you who that person is. So you want to find out what kind of person is like, potentially interested in you. So this Glam app that I mentioned is also like very contingent on like paying. Like I noticed a lot of the US apps is like free to use and like even CMB was developed by Korean people. There are three Korean girls who made it, but it's still free. Like all these American dating apps are free and it counts on quantity. I feel like Korean apps are more like selective in terms of the profiles that you're seeing and like to be able to see your access, you have to pay. Um, totally different model, but there's this app that I actually like have seen recently called Glam. Let me show you right now. We can talk a little bit about it. Okay, so I spent a little bit of time right now and, and walked through the app Glam, which is another Korean dating app that I personally installed after seeing on a YouTube video just because I was curious. Um, I was telling him, yeah, these, these American dating apps are based on free. Korean dating apps from Orion saying... His, you have to pay to access certain features. And I noticed mine as well. When you compare the app Glam that I just showed you and the one that is using, how would you compare the two? What do you think? So I would say they basically have the same system. Like what has is also like super, you know, like people need to pay a lot of money to actually connect with people. Because for that thing... If you want to say, yeah, if you want to send likes, you have to pay money. If you want to open up their profile. So this one, it seems that you can at least see their profile without spending money. But for that one, you have to spend coins to open up their profile. And if you like them, you have to send, you want to send them likes. Because that's how you open up the chat. So if you send them likes and if they accept it, you can open up a chat. And to send the likes, you have to pay money. Yeah, to open up a chat. Oh, actually, I don't know about... I don't know if you have to pay money to open up a chat if the girl accepts you. I don't know about that, actually. I didn't ask him about that. But I think... But, like, to you have to pay coins to open up the profile. You have to pay coins to send them likes. And they have to like you back. So, I don't think liking back cost money so if you get like likes so some people do get likes from like girls right then you don't have to pay money I think yeah so I don't think you have to pay money to open up a chat for this one but you have to pay money to open up the profile so it ends up becoming like 
cost them the same, right? Yeah, mine as well. Like this thing, this glam thing, you get two a day, but you also get the profiles of folks who are like, who just like randomly rate you and say like, oh, it's a like. But for to view their profile, you have to pay. So you have to pay. And then once you see them, then you can choose to throw them a like, which costs money. And then if they accept the like and your connection, then you have to pay again to open the chat room. So to open the chat room costs 30. To send the like, it depends. It can be 5 or 15. To view a profile, it's like 5. At the end of the day, it costs like 40 or whatever. You start the day with 40. And to earn coins, you can either pay with dollars or... You can, you know, refer a friend or you can rate profiles. But if you rate 10 profiles, you get one coin. So think about how many coins it takes to to earn your way back up to actually talk to somebody. Also, how much does, how much is 40 coins in dollars? How much do you think? That's roughly if everything goes smoothly and you know the entire, like every point of the exchange is going to be good. Like you see the profile, they're good. They look at your profile. They like you. You open up a chat and it leads to something. How much do you think for that minimum amount where everything works out, how much do you think this app is willing to charge and finds reasonable for like 40 or 30? So I would think it's like a dollar per 10 coins. That's what I would think. I got it right, right? (laughs) Roughly. It's 30, 30 coins for... $2.73. $2.73. Yeah, basically a little less than a dollar per coin, right? And of course, if you buy a lot, you get more discounts. That's like the common thing for most apps. Yeah, but that's insane because the thing is like you, it usually takes more than one likes to like connect with people too, right? Like some people send like multiple likes for them, for girls to, to get attention from the girl because like I heard stories like girls get like 20 likes, 30 likes a day. So, you know, you have to stand out. And the, this other app has something called like super like or something. Like you can have, so you can just send likes or you can send like a, like pretty looking cards for more money and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's just stupid, man. <laughs> As someone who has been on and off in a relationship, do you think that having not only on top of Tinder and CMB, but also having these Korean dating tools, do you think it would have made you happier or sadder or do you think it would have like helped you in finding someone else? Let's say when you were single at some point in time. I know you're not now, but previously. Um, maybe it's I mean it adds one more option to the, you know, the dating dating world, right? But I personally don't know anyone who met and got into a serious relationship from the dating website. Or dating apps, so I am a little biased, you know, because I didn't really see any case of real success from these apps. But I heard, because nowadays everything is done on social media, right? Like on social network, everything is done with phones. Like people don't really meet anymore. They don't. They rarely call each other anymore. So, in that sense, I guess this is like more. Um, geared towards pe- like our generation who uses a lot of phones and who uses a lot of like social networking stuff it kind of mimics the social networking like platforms too right so I think that part maybe makes sense but honestly I think I still believe that the best way to find 
like a serious relationship is to like get to know them in person and this is i mean this is one way of finding someone so that you can meet them in person i guess so like tinder most people just use to like hook up cmb i don't know somewhere in the middle not really sure at this point do you know for these korean dating apps what the what the general intent is and what is intent because you said he was disappointed to see a lot of like short-term girls let's say okay um so that's a little difficult question for me because i i really haven't used this but i heard what i heard from is that at least the jungwe date is more of a more of a hookup because he had hookups from this date these you know dating apps um yeah i i would say it's more like a tinder more on the tinder side so you know it's more like a less serious kind of hookup relationships but honestly i mean people are different some people might use it for some other purpose right to find a real like good long stable relationship so this is a crazy world i didn't even know these kinds of apps existed you know like i i know that there are certain dating apps i just didn't know that like there were others and that a lot of people use it even like cornell people we knew right I always just assume, like, if, if someone was going to use it and they're Korean, they're just probably going to use Tinder and CMB, and, like, the people you see will be, like, the other people who are aware of, like, these American apps or whatever. But I guess they're developing these. Wow. So I guess, I mean, I guess the assumption is, like, he's probably going to come alone to this dinner, and you're going to come alone, and it's just Han and his girlfriend, right? That's probably what's going to happen. That's probably what's going to happen. Also, like, I don't know if you're going to actually have a dinner in this barbecue place in Astoria because it's, it's still pretty far. So we're still figuring out where to go. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you're, you're welcome to join, join if you want to. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it would be fun to try something new. I think especially, like, his neighborhood Astoria, if you guys, like, go away from Korean stuff, they have so much, like, Middle Eastern cuisine. Yeah, a lot of, like, Greek food, Egyptian food, and there's, like, some Italian, too. I mean, which, which would you prefer? What do you think is good? From those three options? Greek, Italian, like and... Um, uh, I don't know. I think I would like the Greek food and also Italian food. I'm not too familiar with mid, mid, Middle Eastern food, but I want to try it, too. I'm, like, pretty open and about food options and i'm also like not a picky food eater so i'm down to try new things i'm down to try things that i like i, I think i know already um the place that don is trying to bring us to i think it's uh let me see all right so i just looked it up looked the place that don is trying to bring me and that's called the strange smokehouse so it seems like just a regular american bar with some barbecues and i think kevin has been there so yeah i mean it's good open layout it's good to hang out but i actually don't know like how experimental are you with like eating food and like what kind of food do you eat regularly nowadays so i'm like if it has meat in it i'm down to go i love meat so but i'm pretty experimental but i'm not sure because like i like eating stuff that i know that are good so when i go to like restaurants i usually order like the same thing 
So maybe I'm not that ex- experimental, but I want to try new food too. So I just don't know where to go. Do you know what New Haven's culinary scene is like? I know people don't really like that town that much. Is at least like there's some decent. There's actually a famous pizza place as well. Like, is it is there like anything you're looking forward to, or do you think you'll be cooking in med school? Oh, so I, actually, food options in New Haven seems really good. So like they have, they're known for pizza. They they claim that they have the best pizza in the world. It's probably not true, <laughs> but I've seen some options. It was it looked pretty weird. They had this one place where they have like a mashed potato pizza or something. I've never tried it, but apparently it's good. They have this place where they have like a clam, like white clam chowder pizza or something. So it's a lot of like specialty pizza, thin crust. I like thin crust pizza, so. I've never tried it, but I think it's gonna be good. Actually, New Haven seems like they have a lot of good food options. Even like in the Yale campus, like right on the street of the Yale Medical Campus, there were a bunch of food carts, and those food carts served like pretty good food. One of them served Korean food actually. They have like bar- like bulgogi, like all those Korean foods, and I'm looking forward to trying them. So I guess the food, there's not too much to worry about. There's like a, a bunch of options. Like, are you gonna cook much? Um. So I don't know how to cook right now. I should probably learn how to do it, but it it will actually depend on where I end up living at. So like, I have two choices, right? I could live in dorms, or I could just you know live in like an apartment with roommates. So currently, I'm not sure about what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm probably gonna end up in dorms because it's a little cheaper and also I think it's a good opportunity to meet like you know the people in my class it's it would be easier for me to meet the people in the class because I think about 60% of class like first year incoming students live in dorms so I think it would be a good it would be better choice for me to live in a dorm and like get to know people before I you know take a leap of faith and find like a random roommate or something so like the first week is going to be pretty important because you'll make your fr- it's like O week back at cornell like you and me actually met during O week right in front of donlin there was a there was a night concert or something in front of donlin for one of these O week events and that's where you and i met for the first time i just like tapped you on the shoulder and said hey what's up uh how how was O week for you at Cornell? What do you think this O week kind of thing is going to be at Yale? You also mentioned that there's like a pre pre orientation thing too, right? Oh yeah, so um, you know it will be like the typical orientation week, I guess. Um, we're gonna be older, so there will be, I guess, alcohol involved, you know, which is gonna be different from the college O weeks because at least technically you're not supposed to have alcohol. <laughs> During the old week, um, my so I only went to the first day of orientation when I was in Cornell. So I didn't really go to the rest of it. So what I did was I went to the first day of orient, first day of orientation, met a bunch of friends, and then like just hung out with them instead of going to the rest of orientations. But for this one, I mean, it's much smaller size, much smaller class size. It's gonna be it's gonna have like hundred and four people around around hundred people in class so I assume it will be more like much more closer like more intimate kind of 
vibe to the orientation, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Also, there's a pre-orientation camp where where like uh, we go to some mountain. I didn't really look into it yet. So we go to some kind of random mountains for like a couple of days and like do camping there, and that will be pretty fun too. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought it was like you would go there and like start to live at the dorms early, but it's actually you go on a retreat. How many how many folks are gonna go? Are you leaning towards going? So yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards going. Um, so it's gonna be held on August third, and I'm actually going to be in Korea until like August first. So I will have like one day to rest. So unless I'm like dying from the <laughs> jet lag and stuff i'll probably go um i actually don't know how many people are gonna come but i feel like it's gonna be around 30 to 40 people this is just an assumption uh yeah it'll be a good opportunity you might be jet lag but i'll definitely go but like back to like making friends during Ulrich, i guess because like you're only 104 people so like organically or whatever you're gonna end up meeting everybody and like spending some time with them but there's also that thing of like clicks forming. Like Cornell's like a famously clicky school, so like it definitely happens like super quickly. Um, do you think that like are you afraid or concerned or looking forward to kind of making your your close group of friends in the first like two or three days, and that's kind of it? Because if you have a hundred people and people make groups, everyone is kind of really aware by like x x period of time. That's what my guess would be. But what do you think? Yeah, I guess that might happen i don't know i will probably have to figure out when i go there but it's yeah i mean i don't know how i feel about that for now um i'm not afraid of it but i'm i want to you know make make good friends there these are a group of people that i would spend like four years of my life and also these are a group of people that share like a lot of similar passions as me right so I look forward to meet my future colleagues, you know, and hopefully my close friends that I would have a lasting relationship. So we'll see. It's it's kind of scary to think that I will meet a group of people that I could, you know, have like a lifelong relationship within like the first couple of days. But but the thing is, you know, like these cliques can form, but then you know it could it could change too because. In, in medical school you go to like rotations and stuff like that and where like you get into random different blocks so you can meet like a random person in those rotations and stuff like that so I don't know like how natural was it when you met like your close friend you said at Cornell like the first day or two like you met your clique and like that was kind of it how natural was that or like what was kind of your thought process as you're like meeting these people I guess for the first time right oh from Cornell right so Cornell I got into my like my close group of friends like that that I got into the group a little late actually. So you know, I like a lot of Korean guys, so or a lot of international Korean students, they they do like a pre pre orientation in Korea. So they kind of knew each other already. Also like when they came here, I guess they formed cliques but not within like the first you know few days it was more like within the first few months kind of so i at first i just hung out with like a bunch of different people like people from my floor in my dorm you know and like some other korean guys and i was just you know moving around different groups 
until I found like the group of friends I really liked that I bonded well with. So I formed clicks a little, if I believe about like a month or two after the school started. Do you think like the method by which you meet them, like was it you met one person they introduced you to the rest or how what was the exact process okay so what happened was i i actually met them randomly in like a dining hall actually i just saw like a group of korean guys sitting sitting together in a dining hall and i just like really like went to them and then say hi and i was like yeah let's just like have you know dinner or lunch because i don't remember if it was dinner or lunch but i was like let's have, let's sit together and like have meals together and then like i just talked to them and they ended up becoming you know part of the group wait how early in the semester was it and like i wouldn't take you as the guy who like walks up to like a group and just starts going at it like yeah i guess i mean like they looked they looked pretty nice and i was just doing that because you know i was just like going around at that time i i don't know who i was with um i just wanted to have lunch and i don't think i like my the friends i knew at the time were like around or something so i just went randomly to a dining hall and i just approached them yeah so i mean i usually am not like that um i don't know the word like um that extroverted but you know i mean like what what are you like how else are you gonna make friends at the time right like you just have to approach them because you know this is the this is the stage where they formed a little groups already so they're not gonna approach me so you know yeah i, I mean i feel like i treasure so much like the all week and like your starting class at work and like those kinds of things people just make quick friends in like a couple of days or a couple of hours and like it just lasts forever it's a crazy experience but it looks like you're not too worried and like since med school is such a small place and you guys are together for so long anyway it's probably not going to be too much of a concern like what else is kind of weighing on your mind as like question marks that maybe excite you or just kind of have you thinking before you go in um so basically um I'm not exactly sure what kind of residency I want to go into yet. Um, and depending on... So, you know, because I'm not sure, and one of them is dermatology, which is, like, one of the most competitive residencies, I probably have to prepare f- for the, you know, the hardest residency to go into so that, like, when I... Like, when I actually have a <clears throat> set residency that I want to go into, I will be ready to go there. So I'm just... My primary goal is to find, like, the right mentor there. So I want to I want to approach, like, the professors and the mentors that I believe are doing interesting things that I believe that are that are the things that I want to do. And I'm just going to think I'm... My goal is to start from, like, day one, you know, kind of, like, look into those people and then, like, just approach them and see, go from there. So my goal... Right now, I'm interested in doing, like, her hair follicle regeneration research so i'll look into that wait why derm and why hair follicle regeneration so derm so like the work the research that i'm doing right now at nyu is um melanoma research which is like a skin cancer research so that's how i first 
was exposed to like dermatology. It's not exactly dermatology. What I'm doing is more on the medical oncology side. Like it's more advanced stages of melanoma. But still, there a lot of people who are working there, like a lot of medical students who are volunteering there, are all interested in dermatology. So I just hear from them what it's like, and it seems like it's it's a great work. It has a great working environment. So you know, like the patients there are. They tend to be, it's usually people who come to dermatology and see dermatologists, they're not coming for like a life-threatening conditions, right? And a lot of treatments that dermatologists give, it has like an instant result. So people are happy, like patients are happy after they see doctors. They come in without like a crazy worries and then they get out with like happiness and smile on their face you know so the working environment in general is very like positive and like happy and that's what i like about it also the other thing i like about it is like it's it it is like a part of medicine like part of internal medicine as in like uh, it's not surgical specialty but it has a lot of procedural part to it so you do a lot of procedures like you know like little little surgery so you can have like a best of both worlds so that that's what i like about it too and also like there's so many things that are involved in skin like in dermatology there's like immunology involved there's like stem cells involved like hair follicle regeneration is all about like stem cells so the research side is also pretty interesting so i think it's a it's a great field to go into it's many people want to go into it um I did some research that are relative to the field already, so I feel like I have a little edge on it. So I'll figure out, but I, that's one of the fields that I'm looking into right now. Well, are there factors that would make you pick another residency that are important to you right now, whether it's subject matter interest, earning power, where you might have to live? Like, What other factors are important to you right now before you go into med school? Right now, um, the most important factor is, like, is it interesting to me, right? That's, for me, right now, is I want to find interest in what I want to do it because I believe that if I'm interested in what I'm, what I'm doing, then I will love my work and I will be able to, like, put more effort. And it, the, it will be almost effortless to, you know, work because I like it. So I want to find something that's interesting to me. And I only have limited exposure to, you know, medicine right now. So I want to, I'm definitely keeping my options open and try to explore as much, as many fields as possible before I commit to one field. But I mean, dermatology is something that I was exposed to and I think it's pretty cool, but I actually am working more with like the oncologists. So I actually don't really work with dermatologists. So I don't know what it's really like. So I have to still go in and see before I decide um, yeah I mean I want to have some life so I don't know for now if I'm interested in surgery because the work hours for surgeons are pretty brutal but I don't know maybe I'll love it and I'll go go to surgery someday I don't know I'm, like many people almost like majority of people 70% 80% change their mind once they go into medical school and go through the rotations so I'm ready to change my mind are you excited to be a student again yes I'm very excited to be a student again I mean like the work I'm doing is interesting but it's also like the same thing 
So I've been doing this for two years, and the job, the position I am in is training positions. You know, there's like mobility, or there's like no mobility. So I cannot move up, or like I cannot have more responsibility than I used to have before. So I'm, I'm pretty good at my job right now, but it's it's like almost automatic for me now. So I'm not, I don't feel like I'm learning anything in my job right now, and. Like my favorite part about school and just um, like I love learning new stuff and I love learning like reading up science and learning about like science in general. So I think I'm really looking forward to going back to school and study for now. I'm sure I'll be like I'll complain like crazy when I actually. <laughs> go to medical school and when I'm actually in there but for now I'm really excited for the next chapter of my life how competitive do you think it'll be because I remember you're just like sleeping and like hanging around at Cornell and then you would just study and like be like second in bio first in bio class um, like how competitive do you think it'll be does that worry you or excite you or what do you think oh so so the Yale curriculum is actually designed to minimize the competitiveness. So like, it's it's set up in a really unique way so that like there's no comparison whatsoever between the students. So there's no grades comparison. Like it's not curved at all. It's everyone. So it's completely pass and fail in the first preclinical year. That's one and a half years. And even in rotations where there's some grades, like some schools have quota. Of grades, so only certain number of people can get honors and stuff. But Yale doesn't have quota, so like literally almost everyone gets honors apparently. So there's it do it does its best to remove the competition because you know these these people who go into medicine have like experience and they excel at the competitive environment of like premeds, right? Like premeds, like the classes, premed classes are designed to be like competitive and. If you add more elements of competition to these group of people, I feel like it's medical school is gonna go crazy. It's gonna explode. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. I'm sure there. And since you know it's at this stage, everyone is gonna become a doctor. So I feel like people will have less drive to compete with other people I mean there will be always people who are going to compete with other people right and they would do like eight research projects a year and like work 40 hours a week on top of medical school like whatever there's people like that and they will do them and I will just do me <laughs> so you're going after like three years of like working when you think back on it how are the three years being a researcher like would you change anything what do you appreciate what was kind of tough so three years but actually it's just two years of becoming a researcher right because the first year is during school when I had to take a leave to take care of my mom um, so I mean I liked it uh, it could be it could have been better but I mean I feel like I got the experience that I was expecting to get and I found the I found a new passion to follow like clinical research throughout this position so before 
starting research, my research job after graduation, I really was not interested in research because I did basic science research and I didn't really like it. But after I started this job, I like became more interested in research and I feel like I wanna I wanna pursue research throughout my career and that passion I I was able to get that passion thanks to this job so what was it like commuting getting a paycheck saving the paycheck how how was that did you enjoy that freedom or was it really just like something to deal with or was it something that you're happy to say goodbye to as you become a student hmm good question <laughs> so um so I didn't get paid that much so I didn't really have that much freedom but like I mean also the first year I had to prepare for a medical school application so I didn't really have that much freedom but it I mean it was okay the commuting was long I commuted about um an, about a an hour give or, t- give or take like each way so it's a pretty substantial amount of time um the commute sucked but you know it was unavoidable for me I had to live with my mom and just you know so it was okay it was okay cause things worked out so it was okay do you feel anxious about leaving your mom? Yes, I am. Um, so, you know, I'm worried about... Uh, that was actually one of my biggest um, concern. And also, there was... Uh, um, like, I... Let me see. So, I'm worried... I'm anxious about it. And that's why I wanted to go to medical school that's, like, close by. So I got in, accepted to s- some like several medical schools, but there were like some in the West Coast and some in the Midwest, and they're a little too far for me. So things worked out at the end, and I'm going to the place I w- wanted to go the most. And also Yale is really close. It's about two hours train ride, so it's not that bad. It's like similar to my commute, honestly. <laughs> it's not that different from my commute, so... I'm anxious because, you know, it's going to be her first time living by herself. Because when I was in college, she was living with my brother, my younger brother. And now my younger brother's in college. You know, she, he goes to Emory, so he's in Georgia. So when my brother went to college, she lived with me. So, you know, she was never alone. But then she's now going to be alone for a couple of years before my dad comes from Korea. So... I'm anxious. I'm gonna try to, you know, just text my mom every day and call her as much as I can and visit her as much as I can. So we actually just, uh, we're sitting in Coffee Factory, which is a cafe, pretty big cafe actually, in Murray Hill area of Flushing, very Korean area. And we pick like the back room here to talk. There was another guy during this podcast that was on the phone speaking like five languages, <laughs> English, Korean, <laughs> just like talking, right? 
And like, yeah, we're both like trying to stay out of each other's conversations. But then all of a sudden, as we're talking about, you know, Yezong and like being anxious about leaving his mother and everything, the guy just kind of starts talking and says like, you know, he has a friend, same situation, went to med school, had to worry about his parents. Um, thought this guy was a little bit coming out of nowhere, but it actually ended up being a fun conversation because it seemed like he was fairly aware of what his friend was doing. And it seemed like his friend, the trauma doctor was actually a very impressive individual. So just talk to him for a couple of minutes, which was pretty fun. I mean, how was it? You were the, you were mostly the one talking to him because you actually know what's going on, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was really chill dude. this person. He was pretty old, but he spoke really good English for his age. It seems like he probably probably came to the United States when he was like in preteens or something. Yeah. So it was really nice, nice conversation. The doctor was uh, pretty chill. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay. So doctor, the doc, so doctor friend he was talking about seemed like a really impressive dude. He went to like army to be trained and like he's now working as an emergency medicine doctor and he works at like separate two different clinics and sees like fifty patients a day apparently. So. It's he seemed like an impressive person, and I want to meet him someday and see, just hear about what his life story was. Were you know? Because it seemed like he had a similar situation as me. He had a, I mean, my parents are not divorced, but it seemed like his parents were divorced. He had like a single mom living with him, and like he went through a difficult financial situation to go to medical school and become a doctor. So I don't know. He seemed like a pretty chill guy. Maybe I'll... This field is small, so maybe I'll meet him someday. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. The guy's story was, like, pretty impressive. 